Unspoken is the story of Nate Blake and Camilla Collins, or not Camilla Collins, Kara Collins. These two cross paths via Kara having recently been hired on to join his team of associates at the company that Nate Blake is an absolute business shark at. He is everything that you think that he would be. Handsome, wealthy, cautious, capable, yet he doesn't have a love interest. Except he does because he has only seen Kara a couple times. And those fleeting times that he saw her, he knew that that was it for him. And not in a, you know, Cinderella, Prince Charming type of a way. But in a, I am so attracted to this person that I have got to have them. And not only do I have to have them, but they're going to make me act all out of character when I get them. Because that's exactly what he is doing. He is off the heels of an important business meeting where a woman was on him like white on rice. Except Nate was, he was a G. He was like, you know what? I do not have to give in to women who attempt to approach me. You know, this is what I go through every day. I don't mix business with pleasure. I am going to be able to resist this lady hands down because although she's attractive, there's nothing that I can do with that because I know better than to compromise what I am doing professionally. No sooner does he exit this meeting does this woman who absolutely makes him lose his ability to behave himself. She's sitting out in the lobby waiting to have a little meeting with a couple of his associates. And instead of doing whatever the hell it is he does after he does a business meeting, he has to go over there and he has got to talk to her. He has just got to suck the same oxygen that she has at the same time. And he reintroduces himself and he has to just to be in her presence because everything about this almost as tall as him, blonde hair, full lipped woman intrigues him. And that's not even a good word because she makes him absolutely wild. So wild that when she goes into the meeting with his two male associates, he's like stalking back and forth from the door because what? He's jealous. Why? Because they have these big, huge Kool-Aid smiles because they're not listening to anything that she's saying, but they like the person that's saying it. He knows that that is what they're doing. So no sooner is she finished with that meeting, does he give his secretary the commandment that she is to book it to his office immediately. Oh, and by the way, my three o'clock, tell his ass to wait because I've got something I need to talk to Miss Collins about. So Miss Collins is a little skeptical coming into this office because although Nate is not her direct superior, like he's not her manager, he is management though. You know, he's like upper level, you know, so it's like even though it's not your manager, baby, it ain't nothing nothing for him to 
get you fired so she's like what's up i mean i just started today damn and he's like nah you good go sit down and so he goes and he you know pours them a cup of mineral water and before he can um you know complete the task he notices that she's checking out his butt and he's excited by this because she is everything to him like she is absolutely she makes him weak like a newborn babe so to see that she has some kind of interest in him really starts to propel him toward her because she's already like a magnet so they sit down and they're having meaningless conversation because he actually has absolutely zero reason to be talking to her right now except that he needs to get inside of her life (laughs) and He asks her after so many painstaking minutes, he cannot keep himself from asking her, hey, will you please have something with me? A dinner, coffee, a donut. I don't care what we do. I just need to do it with you. And she resists. She says no. But she may as well have said yes, because it's one of those situations where her body language is not matching up with what she is saying. She is saying no, but shaking her head. Yes. And so he's like, well, what's up? I'm, I, you know, um, I know I am so thirsty right now. It's not even funny, but I can tell you like me. Why do you keep saying no? And she's being coy. You know, all of the signs of her attraction are obvious, but she just won't be honest with him. It gets to the point that the heat is so strong in the room that she gets up and she bolts out the door. And what does Nate do? Nate, now you have to understand that Nate is the guy that always has it together. He's always in tip-top shape, condition, and order. So when his secretary sees him run out of his office behind Miss Collins, she's looking at him like, boy, you done lost every last, if you even ever had any sense, you have lost it. You know, he follows her to the elevator, which she hurriedly gets on. She is still attempting to, you know, try her best to behave as if the man that she absolutely wants did not just proposition her and you know before the doors close she looks at him from the elevator door and the excitement literal and literal excitement is obvious on her face and he can see it except you know the doors they close and he knows that even though she ran away from him it's cool it's cool it's all right you are mine and he knows from that moment on that now that she works in the same company with him that his life is never going to be the same now this is a prequel story This is a prequel to the Heal Me story. And I will say that I don't know when I am going to read the next story, but 
the more I think about this story, I do see myself reading Heal Me for a few reasons. One reason is because Nate Collins has a depth to him that I like. His desire for her is very animalistic and very, you know, um, abrasive. You know, he definitely wants her, but there is some depth to him. He does not feel worthy of love via some relationship he had in his past that scarred him so badly that he in his subconscious actually said that he doesn't think that he has the right to have a love anymore so I think that it'll be interesting whenever Kara does give in to him as it were that he may not even be able to receive it really not beyond the physical thing because he doesn't feel worthy of it Kara who we got a sneak peek of her inner dialogue I guess a little bit in this story and she has a past that has her absolutely terrified of being in a relationship anymore. And I don't think it's from, I don't know what her past is, but her past has affected her so much so that it makes her reject what she absolutely wants. And that's how you know you hung up on something when you staring what you want in your face and you are lying through every tooth in your mouth over your interest in it. So, Having these two who have a scarring in their past that seems pretty damn deep, I think it may be very worth my time to read that story. And because I'm in a engagement mood, guys, I want to engage with you. And I'm so glad that you guys were willing to respond to the Spotify question. So I'm going to leave one here. And I may read the book on my own, so I don't want you to think that you're taking enjoyment from me or something, nothing like that. But I would love your input. If you would like me to read this story, uh, I will ask you that question in the Spotify notes and you can answer that question. And your yes or your yay vote will mean that I bring it to the podcast. Because if I read it myself, I may just keep it, you know, to myself. But if you're if you liked what you just heard as a prequel story, then you might like the full length story and I don't want you to miss it, but I will leave it here if you don't have interest in hearing it. So in the spirit of engagement, go to Spotify, 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 and answer the question. And hopefully um, we'll get to dive into Nate Blake and Kara Collins and see what they have in store for us.